Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 50-50, my voice gets through this show. It's it's a little Uh, rough right now. What? I don't think it's going to be... I don't think your odds are that good, brother. You're that lower than yeah. that? All right, yeah. fair enough. You already sound like shit. I'm I just going to try not to cough all the way through this. Yeah, it's rough. How did I end up? I moved seats, and I ended up with the wobbly one again. <laughs> Is this why you did this? He, <laughs> oh. oh, my God. He wasn't even in the Sabotaged seat before. Me. Oh, were yeah. you over there? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I stole it. your seat. It's Damn. the criminal on the pod doing <laughs> Yeah, things, I was going to say. Committing the crimes. You? I love that wobbly, Mike. Avs win 4-1 to one over the Vancouver Canucks in... Yeah. Let's be honest, a game that felt pretty routine for Colorado. There wasn't a, anything super special to this one tonight. And, and I were saying it was perfectly boring. Yeah, exactly. And that felt good. Feels good to have one of those occasionally. I'll, I'll give it up to AJ here, who's doing the 60-second rundown for us. Unlike me, he actually gets a clock on him. <laughs> Do I get a timer? My time. Oh, it's good to go. <laughs> Starts it off with a cough. We're, we're all sick. It's fine. Uh, pretty pretty standard game from from the Avs on this one. It was a uh, easy peasy, honestly. Come out in the first period, you get a goal from Cogliano. You love that. Uh, you go out into the second period, you get a five on three. You score in a five on three. You somehow don't score <laughs> despite the open net. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon fires just a missile. No. That misses the open net to make it 3 nothing. Well, they get another 5-on-3 and make it 3 nothing anyway. And yep. so it's all good. Elias Pettersson then scores to make things mildly interesting for a few minutes. And you get a Baldurita goal. <laughs> a Brad Hunt rocket at the end to make it 4-1. Uh, you know, <laughs> pretty standard stuff. It, I, it really there wasn't was. Much, there wasn't much interesting. The Avs <clears throat> walked in, took two points, and walked out. What's up, Seattle? <laughs> it's what good teams do, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I I do think there's a touch more interesting to that that we'll get into here, starting with the first period. A pretty wide open period, I felt like. It, it did go back and forth quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know. It had its moments. You're, dare I cliche it being a good road period. But I, I do want to <laughs> start with... I don't know how much of this is, is things going the Avs way or this is this is just the rules, but maybe some good fortune at least a little bit for the Avs. Vancouver scores a goal. Pretty blatant high stick. It gets called right away. <laughs> yeah, it's 
the high stickiest of high sticks that yeah. ever high sticked in high stick history. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, it wasn't even but, it wasn't even remote that the JT Miller doesn't celebrate. Every ass player off immediately right raises their hand. Like nobody, there was no response once. The only one in the in the arena who seemed confused by what was happening was dumbass Connor Garland. <laughs> so, and and I just think that that's just a natural state for Connor Garland. So, uh, you know, good good for him being being the only guy who was like, "What's going on right now?" <laughs> Very clearly a high stick. Yeah. Very clearly. I think it is a lucky break though because it happens within three minutes into the opening period that they allowed this type of chance so close in the net front that they do benefit from a little luck that this is a high stick play because I could have really shifted the momentum of that period in how closely these teams matched up, especially in that period. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> you know, again, context, they're on the road. They have no Kale McCarr. You can understand the period and on the whole, I don't have a problem with the abs first period. No, but, it certainly felt like a much closer period than the second did. So yeah. getting a bounce here, a break there can go a long way for a hockey team, like you were saying. Um, <clears throat> and, and it's not that the Avs weren't generating chances. They had a chance before that just kind of didn't break their way. Now, to be fair, I, I think it was Logan O'Connor. <laughs> that shot was going wide for the record before it hit the defenseman and, and skittered in behind into the crease area and ultimately not in the net. But it's not like this was an unbelievably lucky thing for the Avs. There were breaks going both ways in the game at that point. Uh, you fast forward, and, and we're going to get a little bit out of chronological <laughs> order here. Cogliano's going to drive me insane. Actually going to drive me crazy. You know, we were joking after he scored the goal. We were like, oh, I have to be nice to him now. <laughs> right. And then I was like, wait, there's a lot of game left. Two penalties later, that's why there was a lot of game left. It definitely doesn't age well that the last time he was in Vancouver, he had a bad game, and it was undisciplined at points. And to see the undisciplined element of his game creep back into tonight's game. Thankfully, they get the victory, and he gets on the score sheet in a positive way. Jesse, the clicker's out here. Sorry, go ahead. It is a complicated relationship with Cagliano, and I think he has a complicated relationship with Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is it just Vancouver, though? He has had a string of undisciplined moments that we've, we've talked about. Like, some of those moments, he is on the tail end of a long shift, and he is making, don't like to use the word lazy, but he is making tired mistakes that you don't see a veteran player making those mistakes, and it's really hard to excuse. It's really helpful when he scores and opens the scoring for the Avalanche in this game. It's a lot easier to look past, but... You look at the leadership he brings into the room, and that is also why it just feels a little more unacceptable that he's actually someone you look to to set the tone for how this team should play, and undisciplined, avoidable mistakes like taking penalties is really hard to swallow. Well, my post-game piece after the Calgary game, one of the things that I had as a dud was an entire Andrew Cogliano shift where uh, he a, a turnover high, into the, high in the zone turned into a scoring chance, and then he whiffs on a clearing attempt and then takes a penalty because he's tired and he's reaching. 
and you see that that last part where he takes a penalty because he's tired and he's reaching happens again tonight and you've seen several of these types of penalties uh, crop up in, in the last handful of games from him uh, and, and really I think it started with the LA game yeah. with the delay of game in the third period that Brad Hunt bails him out of and they end up scoring you know, on that power play that to, to spark that two goal comeback uh, and, and that's Look, you love the goal from Cagliano. It's a great shot. Yeah. He just rips that. It's just, it's a really nice play from LOC, from Alex Newhook. I love that. Cogs with a great finish. And then pretty much everything from there, from Andrew Cagliano, was downhill. It's, and it's a weird conversation in general because he's, that's his seventh goal of the year. He's given you decent depth production yeah. in that regard, but everywhere else on the ice, especially since the new year, it just feels like a struggle right now for him. And I, it's it's tough to balance that, right? Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about it. I'll put it that way. I do love, just an aside, the hard work that goes into the Cogliano goal from Newhook and O'Connor. Mm. I think it is why that line has had success in the past and why the team tonight even because like looking at a later Miko Rantanen goal it is the grittiness along the boards and winning those battle and retrieving those pucks that leads to these scoring opportunities and new hook on that Cogliano goal specifically is playing from his knees out into the neutral zone to get that puck up ice and then he continues and follows through in the offensive zone along that board battle to break it back out to Cogliano I just thought it was a call out for Newhook specifically on that shift. I really like the role he played in that goal. That uh, that trio has produced three goals now yep. in the last handful of games because they scored twice in the Ottawa game. It's been working, to say yeah. the least. And, and they've all kind of been the same thing. It's all been very similar of hard work. Um, you know, they, they grind along the wall. They win a puck battle, and somebody gets into a center area of the ice. They get the puck to him, and he just beats the goalie. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just got a DM from Tim Peel saying, by the way, I like your new profile picture better. Laughing faces. Just kidding. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I just find that hilarious. That's incredible. I changed it a couple weeks ago. It's an actual it's, picture of yeah. me now. Uh, okay, that's pretty funny. That's super funny. Well played, Tim Peel. <laughs> Jesse, doing the hard work, getting Jared Bednar's presser there yeah. any way you can. Yeah. What do you have to say? Uh, I mean, it was, it was actually funny because I walked away when we were talking about that the Avs didn't maybe have the best start, maybe got some breaks, and that was one of the first things he said was, he said, I, I didn't like our start. They kind of had us, you know, back on our heels a little bit, um, pushing back. But, no, he, he, he talked about liking the pushback from the Avs, mentioned that they got really good goaltending early on. You know, you guys make the point that you get a little bit of a break there with that high stick, but there were a few moments really throughout the entire game, but I thought especially earlier where Georgiev made some really nice saves to keep the game tied or, you know, a, we'll talk a, about it. a yeah. small lead. Um, so, you know, he mentioned that. Uh, talked about the, um, you know, he, he said Kale McCarr's healthy. They probably don't go five forwards uh, on those five on threes. But he said we were just, we had two-man advantage. We were trying to get our most talented guys on the ice, and it worked out for him twice. Take that, Devon. Yep. <laughs> Third uh, star my ass. <laughs> uh, I think it was Peter Baugh asked about uh, when do you decide to use that timeout, and he said, you know, kind of what you and I were talking about. He didn't say these exact words of, like, this could be the game, but he was like, we recognize that it was a big moment. We had a two-goal lead. We had a chance to mm -hmm. 
you know, really kind of put a stamp on things. First so minute and ten of that power play had been spent with your top unit out yep. there. You draw the other penalty. Uh, this is pretty easy timeout usage here. And and you know, he was just saying like we wanted to give those guys who had been out there a chance to catch their breath, talk about what they wanted to do. Um, you know, he mentioned that it's big for Val to get a goal just. With the injury, it's taken him a while to work back into it. He's had some chances, had some looks. It's nice for that. And then uh, he talked right at the end about Alex Newhook playing in between Cogliano and O'Connor. And he thought that he liked... He, he's liking what he's seeing from Newhook. He thinks that playing with those two guys is driving the competitive side of him a little bit more. Um, and he actually said that he, he's liked better the way he looks in the middle on this stint yeah. playing center. You have to. Yeah. It's been, a, I mean, it's been four games now where he's, it's been real good. He's been a part of it in each of the games where the Calgary game was the quietest game there, but uh, you're talking that they've generated multiple goals and how, I mean, how many times have we talked about it? Yeah. Your big guys are going to get, you know, McKinnon's going to help you score a goal. Miko Ranton's going to help you score a goal. You, you love that you could probably put them down for two from those guys to start every game. Where do you get the third? And it coming from that line right now. It's no surprise. They're on yeah. a four-game winning streak when they're getting that, that production. Depth production yeah. yeah, and then when you get another goal from a defenseman, uh, especially with Kale McCarr, not in the lineup. Yeah. How much easier is life when, when uh, that's like how you're built? You're built to, to score goals from certain areas, and when those guys are producing... It looks easy. Ah. <laughs> wow, it's like... it's like, And, and you know, you're Brad Hunt, you're, it's free money, right? Yeah. You take it's it the, where you can get it. And it it's the fourth goal. You're not like, oh my God, huge moment. For sure. But it is a big moment in that they had made it 3-1. They're starting to smart for a comeback. You start to think, hey, you never know. You know, it's the same team that came back from a two-goal deficit on Carolina not that long ago. <coughs> you know, despite the fact that they're firing their head coach in the slowest manner and known to mankind. <laughs> everybody knows that it's happening, but they're still playing for him. Could they're you? still they're still sending out, you know, they're they're still putting forth uh, putting forth a genuine effort there. Could you imagine just being at any job that's no. like not in pro sports? Like, hey, AJ, we're gonna have to let you go. Not today. Um, <laughs> just keep showing up, but we are going to let gonna, you go. We are going to let you go, and we've already interviewed and hired your replacement. <laughs> we need you to continue to show up every day, and we'll let you know when, when that stops. When you're fired. And, and, we'll, <laughs> we're, and we're doing it under the guise of trying to be the good guy. Right. And uh, we need you to give 110% every day that you're here. But we are firing you, just to be clear. Yeah. That would be, that would be insane. Nobody would ever, like, that would be like, nope, you're a crazy person. We're not doing this. But... For some reason, because it's pro sports, everyone's just like, yeah, it's not cool, but oh well. It's like, no, this is wild. Comments. Comments. It's like, it, it's like, this is just, this is crazy. That they're, that they're letting it go on this publicly. It's a little heartbreaking. I think it's awful. He's handling it with such class and professionalism. Yeah, right. And you can see the love of game that he has and the reality of what this means for any future in coaching is really yeah. grim. And I think it is really tragic to see him in that position. And I do think it's weird that there's definitely people speaking out against it, saying like, this just really 
was not the way it's to really handle this. It's really disrespectful. Right, people are saying that, but you're right. On the whole, it just feels like there isn't really a consequence for doing this. And, and I mean, I think the consequence is going to be karmic. I think Vancouver's going to go through some things that are going to be very difficult to dig themselves mm, out consequence of. Consequences, the guy they're trying to hire is not a good head coach. <laughs> so, like, there will be karmic consequences, in my opinion. I do think this is the kind of thing that bleeds into the culture of a team moving forward. But it is really heartbreaking to see. Definitely not a fun situation. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just and not cool. If you're if you're Rick Tockett, why have you said yes to this? Right, right. Like I understand you want to be a coach again. You don't want to work for TNT. Mm. You know, you want to get back into doing Say, what you think you're. Come doing. hire like, me when the position's available. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe come and have a come. Like they did these weird. Like they're they're interviewing candidates throughout the year, in the middle of a season. Like it, the whole thing feels so disrespectful. Yeah. It, I don't know. And to your point, Megan, like there are people saying stuff, but like I feel like it's mostly like media. Like we're the ones that are like, yeah, this, you know, like Jeff Merrick, I know, has like a huge problem with it. He talks about it on his show, his radio show every day. Yeah. Jackie Redmond came out. Really? But like the craziest part is like, yeah, amongst like inner NHL circles, it's like, nah, what are you going to do? It's like, holy shit. This is, this is tough to watch. Well, and you remember. We all kind of were upset on behalf of Gerard Gallant when he got fired in Florida, yeah. and they had the whole like the whole taxi situation. Whole ta- yeah, yeah. yeah. him off Fuck. at the airport. Like right. The and and everybody was like, "What a slap in the face!" We all thought that was disrespectful. The way that Vegas has treated their players in recent years, we've all talked about being disrespectful. This is on a totally different level. What they've done to Bruce Boudreaux, just it's so unnecessary. You've already made this decision. You're going to do this. You, you're under the guise of you want to make one announcement at the same time. We're firing him and hiring Rick Tockett. Right. You're already talking. Names are leaking of assistant coaches. You're talking about guys who have agreed to take jobs that aren't even open yet. It's ridiculous. To me, I think it's ridiculous. So, all right. So, there's a comment here that just came in that said they're still paying Travis Green. Rudo and I were talking before. That has to be the reason, right? That has to be the reason the owners are like, we're not going to pay another guy who is not working for us. Because why else would you not have just put in an interim coach at this point? Well, that's the question is why not? Because Bruce Boudreaux's on the last year of his deal anyway. It's not right. like you have a, it's not like there's a lengthy contract that they have to pay out here because there's not. It's not I, a consideration. I, uh, yeah. they, they either need to tell him, hey, you're our coach through the end of the year. And then once that contract I, runs out, I don't, they've already chosen the, to hire somebody. The weird it's part to me to is me. like... Is there like some sort of severance bonus or something too? Because if I'm Bruce Boudreaux right now, I'm thinking, "F this, I'm gonna quit." Like, I, I have a feeling that if he walks, that probably negatively impacts him financially. Because I'm with you. Otherwise, why? Else, why wouldn't you just walk at this point? There has to be money that he'd be yeah. leaving on I the mean, table. I mean, you're not walking because you love the game and you love coaching and you love the job, and it might be the last one that he has. Because his last couple haven't gone very well. See, I, I almost wonder, though, if this is earning him any, like, goodwill around the league. You I, know what I, I mean? I think that, it's certainly earning him sympathy, but I don't know if it's going to get him another coaching job because it just has not gone. It, you know, last year was great. Right. You know, the the Bruce, there it is. Everybody everybody had a great time with it. The, them making, you know, it, and, it, and it being like, oh, well, a, they just waited too apparently long. Apparently the crowd just, broke out into a Bruce, and, there it is. Yeah. I believe it because they've shown him love because... <laughs> this, they they recognize that the problem has not been the coach. The For problem sure. the problem is the guy that is making the decision to hire another coach and is in charge. Jim Rutherford has made an absolute mockery of this entire process. Well, and the the whole thing that he did 
the way that he's built this team. And he goes out and he does a he does a presser the other day talking about they need major surgery. Well, who signed all those deals, right. bro? What are you doing? And and then he goes on to say we need major surgery. And then he's like, we tried to sign Horvat. We think we're going to keep Kuzmenko. We think we're not going to have a problem keeping Pedersen. So you need major surgery, and you're trying to keep all your guys, right? And you're signing everyone long term. Well, that was kind of what my thing about doing? about Bruce Boudreaux potentially getting another job. I, I just I like when I step back and look at this, I'm like, none of this is on Bruce Boudreaux. No, not even a little bit. I, I, it's Bruce Boudreaux's fault that Thatcher Demko completely falls apart. Right, how right. to play goaltender? I, I hope for Boudreaux's sake, for everything that he's gone through here, I hope he gets a gig somewhere. An assistant oh, think, coaching I, job. I, I think he will. I mean, he's been too good of a coach. Right. I, someone will give that dude another head coaching job, and it, if not immediately, in a few years. Like, if Dallas Eakins can work his way back into the oh. NHL. And back out. <laughs> That's the Craig Cronin job. Hey, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so happy for him, for real. To me, it just makes sense, but, you know. We do need to get back into the hockey game. <laughs> I looked up at the TV right there, and I just want people to know, you said that. I looked at the TV, and it looked like I rolled my eyes at what you said <laughs> on camera. I was glancing at the television. I was not rolling my eyes at you saying you'd be happy I, for Craig Cronin. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, fam. The Shady Rays sunglasses can't get here fast enough. I, I know wear them on the show. Straight up, with the lights we've yes. got rocking now, I yeah. need them. Love <laughs> Gonna go blind. Non-glasses to... guy over here must be nice. I had glasses for years. I'm must be nice. Over, I'm wearing them over top of them. I don't care. <laughs> it's happening. I don't. I don't know if Shady Rays has the cocoons, but they do have amazing sunglasses. Actually, you know what? They do have ski goggles. You could wear yeah. those over your glasses. Contemplated buying some. Just to wear them around. <laughs> when Z and I were up in Winter Park, there was a guy not skiing, not wearing any other ski gear, just, just walking gods. around with goggles on. Let's go. He was sitting. He was sitting uh, at the restaurant with us, just throwing back drinks. With the <laughs> they have a bunch of dope products. I'm looking forward to mine. Megan was telling me a lot of people from the company got aviators. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, not my style. I, I to be also honest, was peeping but... the orders from our coworkers yeah. and being very judgmental. <laughs> being very judgmental. I got the super dope like 1980s wrestler sunglasses, so I'm looking I forward to those. Do not remember what I got. <laughs> I've never owned sunglasses, so I didn't know where to start. Well, good thing is, it doesn't matter what you get. If you break them or lose them in the first 30 days, Shady Rays will replace them completely for free. So, they got you covered. No matter what, if you don't love them, you can send them back and they'll refund you, too. No risk at all with shopping with Shady Rays right now. So, for our listeners, if you use that DNVR code, you can see on screen right now, you get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses that you can try for yourself. Uh, they've been rated five stars by over 200,000 people. You can visit them at the Park Meadows Mall if you're local, or of course, of course go to ShadyRays.com. Check them out today. Uh, we're also brought to you by Pins and Aces, as AJ is losing his mind over here. A great appreciation for Dookie Shoes. <laughs> it's a great Tom Segura bit. It's a great bit. <laughs> Dookie shoes. <clears throat> well, don't wear dookie shoes. <laughs> wear quality shoes from Pins and Aces instead. All right. Oh, I like that graphic. 
You can get all of your golf apparel with DNVR hooked up from Pins and Aces. Bunch of amazing stuff there. They also have their beer sleeves as my voice is dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seven different beers you can fit right in your golf bag with the sleeve. Bring them right onto the course with you. When you order from Pins and Aces with code DNVR, you get 15% off and free shipping. Do it at Pins and Aces today. I'm going to... Is that the last one? That's... You're good. Uh, Um... Just before we officially move on from the Bruce Boudreaux, Bruce Boudreaux conversation, uh, Andrew Cogliano was asked about it, and I just want to read his quote here. Uh, this is Andrew Cogliano just now after the game in Vancouver. Quote, I don't know what's going on here, but I love Bruce. I think he's a great man. He cares about players. He cares about his team, and he's a good coach. I have my thoughts on what's going on here with him on a personal level, and I don't think it's warranted. He's done a good job throughout the league, We had a lot of success in Anaheim, and I actually attribute a lot of my success in the league to him, so I owe him a lot. I love him. I think he's a good person, he's a good coach, and I think he'll come out on top of all of this. That's pretty high praise from a guy like Andrew Andrew Cogliano after the Ivan Provorov thing, uh, and now with this, it's just like Andrew Cogliano has all the right answers. (laughs) Sometimes lucky. This is why when things get tough, I go and talk to him. Yeah, no, he's yeah. he's a great he's a great person to talk to for um, for really whatever you need. He's very honest. <laughs> if it's going tough or if things are going well, he'll he does not mince words. You guys should do you guys should do an interview with him about everything except hockey. <laughs> we'll see how far down Life the rabbit advice. hole. One question. One question to, to see to see how many quality answers he can give you. That that dude lives and breathes hockey. I, I I've <clears throat> I haven't been around this team like. Decades and decades. Yeah. I've seen a fair amount of players kind of come and go here up close. Yeah. I- I've never seen anyone that works the way that guy does. It's wild. <clears throat> Off ice, whatever. Like everyone's leaving. Everyone's going after morning skate well, with to be their lattes and all that and stuff. To be as beat up as he is all the time and to be his size, there has to be a work ethic there. And and so. that dude's that dude's running well, sprints in the hallways. I mean, every single yeah. day. It's it's easy to forget. The, in the hall. What in the hall, was yep. his Iron Man streak? Too, I know, which unfortunately broken by suspension, which is crazy. Yeah. But apparently, that uh, him and Peros had like a really good friendship, and I guess that like fractured it. it. That. I believe that. Um, yeah. Anyway, you get into the second period of this game at the end of the first. The Avs draw two penalties. The one to make it a five on three simply because Nathan McKinnon cannot be defended in general. Not the best look for Quinn Hughes on that play. Just throwing it out there. I know the, all of Quinn Hughes's worst, uh, worst efforts happened in the defensive zone. Yeah, it wasn't great. Sounds about right. <laughs> just knock you on the car. The carryover five on three into the second period. The Avs get the job done. I'm going to make an argument here. Yes, I get it. Val fanned on the shot. He gets a super lucky bounce. Yeah. If the defenseman didn't knock that into the net, Miko was there anyway. Yeah, and it almost feels like stealing because we're trying to get Miko to track down 50. <laughs> so, can we not get that puck luck? <laughs> well, Miko probably would have fired it wide without. Hey, guys, look at, look at this. Nets. Blaze, not so busy after all, but 8 o'clock's puck drop, third time in a row. He's just 
conveniently had something else going on. Isn't that funny? It's probably Zach O'Donnell pretending to be Blaze. <laughs> I don't know. I, he said something about Houdon earlier, so I think it's him. Uh, a <laughs> little, that's not a hard brand to, to, rec- to, to recreate. That. Uh, that's definitely him, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm uh, just kidding. I, Shout out Zach O'Donnell. I, I would totally like kidding. to say, as I, a little birdie told me Blaze is updating the graphic as we speak. The uh, great timing. Val yeah. has now scored off of both of his <laughs> own legs, his third leg, and now somebody else's leg. Jesus. So. I heard that kind of delayed. (laughs) (laughs) The count increases by one. It it keeps going for him. Happy for Val to to get one in the net. Probably not the way he wanted to do it, but it felt like he's deserved one for a little bit now. Yeah. That he's back. Been a while since he... I don't believe he scored a goal in his last stint. Yeah, he didn't for so that little talking, mini stint. It's been a while. I, I can't stress enough how much Val does for this team. I know he's probably not fully 100%. You know, the news is out there about him trying to get his skates adjusted and things like that for his ankle. But even in this state, he continues to be unbelievably effective for Colorado. It's true. Yeah. He's in the right place at the right time. It's a great play, and it was great to see them start a period with the main advantage and capitalize on it, because there's some concern sometimes how that energy is going to carry over into another period, and I think that McKinnon had a great setup for Comfort there at the NEM front, and Nijushkin just found himself himself in the right place at the right time, and it's because of who he is as Val Nijushkin that he gets there. Yeah, and not afraid to go to the, the correct area of the ice, right? Certainly no surprise, because you mentioned, um, you know, he goes there. He goes to that part of the ice and gets rewarded. It's no surprise Val Nechushkin comes back. Artori Lekkinen scoring goals around the net. <laughs> Val Nechushkin gets one around the net. You look at the the wins that they had in the, over the weekend over Detroit and, uh, and, and Ottawa, and you're talking about just being rewarded for being in that area of yeah. the ice and when you have more than one guy willing to do it things go your way and you see Nachushkin's presence on the power play has opened up because they have to respect what he's able to do it helps draw a defender away when a puck bounces to Arturi Lekkanen in Calgary a couple nights ago there's not a guy right on him because they're trying to deal with Val Nachushkin in front and so that just the impact it's not even just that he's there to score a goal as he was tonight it's the impact of how he gets, how he changes, how they defend, how other teams defend Colorado's power play. Because yep. he's got a big butt and soft hands. <laughs> a pretty good combination when you want to stand at the crease. Works out for him. Hands were a little stony on this one. I'm not going to lie to I you. Mean, but, <laughs> but we've seen this year. It's, you're, it's, you're been right. a lot, it's been a lot better. And it just feels like he stole Berkey's hands. <laughs> and then they just decided on a mutual agreement that they would just forever share them. Yep. that one works out and I'm going to be honest I think a lot of this second period certainly the first half of it the Avs let Vancouver beat themselves Uh, Vancouver struggled to get out of their own way on this one a little bit obviously giving the Avs another five on three somehow getting a too many men penalty when you're on the penalty kill I, I think Boudreaux's reaction to that said it all, where he just throws the head back like, are you fucking kidding me? That has been a useless power play up to that point. Yeah. I I actually somehow felt worse for Bruce Boudreaux in that exact moment. Agree. Um, 
damn it. What did you say at the very beginning of that? Because it spurred a thought for me. Uh, Vancouver oh, couldn't get themselves. out of their own way. Yeah. Something that was such a hallmark of this Avalanche team last year, and we talked about it a bunch on the show, was they did not allow you to make mistakes. Yeah. If, they, if you made a mistake, they capitalized on it, whether it be through putting you in a situation where you had to take a penalty or they would just straight put it in the back of your net. And that's something that I felt had been so missing from this group this year was they were not capitalizing on teams, to use the phrase, not being able to get out of their own way. The Avs just hadn't been able to take advantage of that you know, in the last month. I think each of these last four games, now that they've won, one of the big things I've noticed is, yeah, cool, you're going to put us in the five on three? Again? <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll just score a bunch of goals. Let's just put five forwards on the ice. Right. Score. Thanks. The the game one Stanley Cup final uh, OT winner. Like, I remember that. Victor Hedman made one, like, really bad pass, and the game was over. Great play by JT in the neutral zone. And, and it was just, that was, it seemed like every night, Games would be close. A team would make one small mistake, and then the Avs would just bury you. And I feel like that's what we've seen them do here in these last four games. Yeah. Uh, hard work breeds good luck, I suppose, as well. We've seen this play work out for the Avs a couple of times on the they, second five-on-three. good luck is a byproduct of sweat. Sure. So you have so. swag or sweat? Sweat. Why not both? So Por que no los dos? Pick whichever axiom you want, but also at the same time, Sometimes you just get lucky. McKinnon misses the net pretty handily. It comes around the far side. And and maybe a little bit lucky that it ends up on Miko's stick, but a great job by Miko to finish that from yeah, a tough he angle. Has to, he has to actually finish that off. He knows what he's shooting at. He's not trying to cross. He's not a cross-crease pass. He knows he's trying to get that to go in off the goalie. That's all. Like That's one of those ones where you're like, that's calculated. Mm -hmm. Like, no joke. Unironically calculated. Yep. That's just a great finish. Yeah. I I I know you said that you're trying to get him to fifty. The number's gotta be fifty-five, right? No, it's fifty. He's chasing. no, I think he's chasing Sackick Sav's record. I'm I'm worried about fifty before I get to fifty-five. That'd be fun. Dream a little bit. I'll worry about forty before I can worry about fifty. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No fun. Sure. <laughs> I get told that a lot. It's fine. Avs beat doesn't like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Wish we could tell that story. Oh, that'd be funny. Oh, God. Which I would hate. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be terrible. You know, this post-nasal drip right now. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's I think we're all here. really falling apart right yeah, now. It's, it's, oh. it's too late for I'm, our sick bodies. I'm trying really hard to stay awake. I love... <laughs> That they won this game, <laughs> but I am dying. Never mind that we have hours more work to go after this podcast yeah. ends. But that's the life, I guess. Uh, it, look, the Avs go up three nothing, roughly halfway through the second period, and this game never really felt in jeopardy. Nope. Yes, they do give up the one goal back to Elias Peterson on a, a disaster shift. Uh, they had. Two, three, four opportunities to clear that puck and just didn't. You want better there, I think, especially from EJ. But, you know, sometimes you got to outscore a problem or two. Yeah, I mean, you get two guys that just whiff on that puck. Yeah. And, and Elias Patterson ends up alone where you're just like, well, yep. 
fine. It's the way things go for That's, you. It starts off with an ugly bounce because Comfort wins that face-off and he goes off the linesman foot yeah. and kicks forward. So a one face-off turns into a loss immediately, and then they're chasing. Yeah. And they just literally watch as a puck bounces through two guys. Oh, yeah. And goes right to their day. And you're just like, well, I'm, it, it's 3-1. I'm not going to be upset about this. <laughs> I'm not going to be upset that some small things went their way and they capitalized. Well, and this is... That's just hockey. You take that 3-1 lead into the third period. We talked about Cogliano already. You don't love the penalty. But a step forward from the other night against Calgary, the Avs PK takes care of business for them in, in the third period. And it's never... even really scary. Yeah, right. Never even really becomes a hockey game, yeah. if we're being honest about it. Um, and like, shout out to Georgiev because Elias Pettersson deking at the net front would have been hard for him to have made that save oh, yeah. anyways, and that's the only thing he gives up. So I can live with that. That was a really nice move too. It was yeah. actually it was, so nice. It was yeah. filthy from a from a player who was really good in this game. I thought Pettersson was all over the place. He was the only guy. On Vancouver's roster that when he took the ice, I was like, all right, you got to survive this. Mm. Everybody else on that team sucks. <laughs> we will talk more about Georgiev in a second. But first, have you been in an accident? <laughs> not, not recently. Oh, I didn't know. I, didn't, I thought that was rhetorical. <laughs> this is how an infomercial at 3 a.m. used to wake me up. <laughs> so I would, I would say I think Bacchus and Shanker could hurt Vancouver, but I'm going to be honest. I think their problems might be intentional. I think at this Vancouver point. probably picked up the phone and called two 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 two. Get that uh, get that free inquiry on their uh, mm -hmm. situation see, to see if they can. Uh, they have a claim against the Avs after what the Avs did to him tonight. I just got the funniest text from Susie. Someone DM'd her to ask if she had gotten married because she changed her last name on Twitter to Baka Shanker. <laughs> wow. So, just good timing. <laughs> also, she is not married, to my knowledge. To Definitely not married to someone whose last name is Baka Shanker. <laughs> Which is... It's two last names. Oh, there. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> worked out great. Uh, either way, if you've been in an accident, whether that's a car accident, motorcycle, even if it's a ride share situation, or if you've been injured at work, Bacchus and Shanker can help you out. Uh, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado over the 25 years they've been doing it. Free consultations. Free. <laughs> All right. And they don't take any money from you until you've actually won a case. It literally costs you nothing unless you win. So you can find out if you have a case, and then they can work the case for you. And then it, if in the event you are successful, then they get paid. But until that moment, you, it's not like you're out a bunch of money just to find out, and, which yep. for me I think is a huge deal. It is. It, it's someone in your corner, especially in these situations where you've been injured and you're not at fault. So... You know, you know the drill. Press two for a while. Go get yourself some Bacchus and Shanker, love. Uh, and then hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. Well, they can help you out, keep your teeth clean, so you're not like me, and every time you get sick, your teeth don't hurt. Don't recommend. It's not fun. Make sure you're going to Green Mountain Dental Group. When you get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush so you can take care of your teeth properly 
at home as well. Go get it. They, taking care of your teeth is important. Green Mountain Dental Group knows that, and they just want to help you. All right? Go take care of your teeth. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. <clears throat> uh, Georgiev balled out tonight. <coughs> this one, not going to say he stole it because he have scored four goals. Yeah, a weird king in the game for us, though, because you are talking about Nathan McKinnon has two points for you. Miko Ranton has two points for you. But backstopping all of that, there were chances here. They had 10 high danger chances in this game and, uh, at 5v5. Like yep. Vancouver had their opportunities, and Alexander Georgiev just rose to the occasion. And two games in a row, one goal against. 14 of his 28 saves come on medium to high danger chances. And he was there. It's a good night. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those nights where, yeah, you could tell. They don't have Kale McCarr. They don't. They are missing half their defense against a talented forward core that could do a little damage to you. And they they don't suffocate them, but it doesn't matter because that's why you pay a goalie. And Georgiev Georgiev was really just the just the the backbone of a really good night for the Avalanche tonight. And two consecutive starts that remind you, pretty good. He's all right. He's pretty good. Doing okay. I don't know if he's one of the guys, but he's pretty good. Oh stop. my god! What even? I'm is never that? letting this Does die. Does anyone love the goalie tandem more than Daryl Sutter? <laughs> yeah, I was no. gonna say. Yeah, does, a... anybody, does anybody love anything abs related? Can we get Daryl Sutter on to be the ultimate abs? Is it psyops? Like, are you trying to get them out of their heads? Like, oh, they believe in us so much. Didn't work last time. No, oh, it did. I don't know. I so love. Everyone's saying that they're like, oh, that's gamesmanship. He's getting in the abs head. It's like, yeah, that worked. They just rattle off one of the most dominant postseason performances of all time. If <laughs> he either looks very right or if he was actually trying to get them off their game, it worked horribly. Since we do harp on this so much, I do want to touch on it in a positive light tonight. The time on ice, pretty reasonable. Mm -hmm. uh, Devontae has played 23-43, not that high. Your next guy, Sam Girard, or actually Eric Johnson at 19-22. I can speak. Sam Gerrard, 18-18, uh, Brad Hunt, 15-30, and then the rest of them, 12, 11, 10 minutes. On the offensive side, Ben Myers passed the eight-minute mark tonight. Not a huge amount of minutes, but you're talking about a reasonable number of shifts for a guy at that point. Higher. I agree, but eight is a whole lot better than four. Yeah, I just I think that he needs to be, especially in a in a game that they controlled. I agree. The way that they did. I'm with you. Get him to ten. But, but we're, I mean, this we're, is we're moving in the right direction. Level. Yeah. I thought I thought the usage tonight was was predominantly just fine, and he, Bedno used his timeout. He sure did. That's that's going in studs category tonight. Timeout usage, <laughs> and it, they have scored on that five on three. Yeah, so immaculate. I it, it is a good call in the third period. You actually could see Anton bleed take shifts and make note of it and that was unrolled a lot more like you would expect them to in a 4-1 game in the third period seeing Curtis McDermott seeing Anton bleed you'd like to see Myers a little bit more throughout the course of the entire game but he gave them a little bit more runway and I think that is more conservative and better for the overall bottom line yeah I, again can it be better absolutely but it's trending in the right direction one with Bender also talking about the trust that he's developing with Newhook as a center between those guys. Yeah. You're talking about now you have a third line that's that's developing a level of comfort with the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, where, okay, now, you know, 
you are still sans Makar. You are still trying to figure out your defense. You know, uh, but with uh, with the eleven seven <laughs> alignment, you like that you're pulling from forwards that you are comfortable with. And Ben Myers has been solid. I really there haven't been Ben Myers problems. Agree. Anton Bleed has been as expected. There's very very close to nothing taking place. He's not hurting you. He's not making mistakes. It's whatever. Um, this was a much better night for for usage uh, in a game that was. It's funny because after the Ottawa-Detroit games, we were like, well, we need to see what happens in more competitive games. Well, and, uh, Calgary is is 3 nothing in the first period, and then they chill from there. And this was 3 nothing halfway through, and then <laughs> and they cruise home from there. So I, I don't agree with you. Bleed was fine. Curtis McDermott was still bad tonight. I, they got away with it, but it was not pretty. Oh, McDermott was awful tonight. Uh, I, we don't have to harp on it. Yeah, I just don't I just, think he was good. And you wonder, you wonder, like the 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 correlation here, because you go and you look and you see that it's JT Comfort, Val Nichushkin, uh that get chewed up at the same time. Yeah, uh, McDermott is on the ice, and when you go back and you actually watch the film, you'll see uh, fifty six, some really ghastly turnovers that extended possessions. Yeah, egregious. Um, that 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 caused some of those issues, but limited them as the game went on, because it was like six chances through two periods, and then it finished at seven. So at least when they were trying to close the game, he's they're you know not just giving them away. All right, I, I don't. Where, that's where Georgiev comes in. Those and, are the big saves, and, that he, and he did the job yeah. to a T. Yep, stopped all but one of them. You give up one goal, you're probably going to win a hockey game. Uh, I don't want to keep us too long before we all keel over and die on this podcast. So let's get these super chats and let's get out of here. <clears throat> Five dollars from Degro who says, "LOC man, can we buy a goal for him? Love you all." This this was a bad night for us. Jokingly talking about him needing to score more. I mean, he did everything but score. Right, he came but so close. I was going to say, but but it, but it was almost exactly what we talked about to a T. He puts himself in great situations, generates chances out of nowhere. This much. This much more skill. It's never going to be there, though. So. You never know. I mean, I guess. You never know when he wakes up in the middle of the night in the team hotel and chops Val Nachushkin's hands off, <laughs> which are actually Burakovsky's hands and takes them for himself. We're... We're going layers deep now at this. Mm -hmm. Did Burakovsky take those hands from some other human? Peter Forsberg. <laughs> Actually, Marcus Maslin. Their release is a lot more similar. If you say so. Two more from Degro saying, AJ, why so many flaming G-Man? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I read it earlier, and I also am trying. I want to say, why? Why are so many people flaming Gerard? Is my assumption? Oh, oh yeah. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. I uh, look. I hope that's not what he means, and we're gonna. Answer yeah. Right. We'll just. Here's the thing. Uh, Sam Gerard is always gonna have haters because he's five foot nine. There will yeah. always be people who <laughs> call him a midget and always too small to be any good, and blah 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 blah. Disregard those people immediately. Layer one. Those are the people that cite plus minus. Don't listen to them. They don't have anything to provide in a conversation uh, except just air. They're just taking it from you. So uh, move on from those people. 
The people that have actual criticisms of his game, fine. But he certainly has underperformed our expectations this year. You can be critical of that. All of this trade Gerard nonsense, if he's so bad, what are you going to get for him in a deal? Because he doesn't just make you better by not being there anymore. Now you have to put somebody in his place. Uh, all of all of the trade trade Gerard stuff. The guy that brought the sign to the game in Calgary, you're a bum. I was gonna say I don't. It was, I don't, all, it was all trash. I don't like telling people how to fan, but that wasn't cool. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: the weirdest conspiracy theory I've ever heard is that JFK had to be assassinated so that Sam Gerard could play for the Fs. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> Because <laughs> his Six degrees of separation from JFK's assassination. No, the, a, AJ made me think of this is because his mouth was too big, and he was breathing in too much oxygen, and like was like using it all up. What? So he had to be killed. Where'd you even see this? JFK's mouth was too big, so he was using too much oxygen and had to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got this from Yahir? No. Oh, 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 oh no. I was like. I don't know what's happening right now. I was going to say, that that's an insane enough conspiracy theory that I'm concerned about where you came upon that. <laughs> the internet? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is what I'm saying. What parts of the internet did you find that on? I'll give you the, the part that the QAnon One guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the part that has don't tread on me stickers on their cars. Uh, and then $2 for vague. My normal voice is just super sticker voice at this point. So... Uh, <laughs> Vibes surrounded with purple stars. Um, yeah. I don't I don't have a ton more to say. This was really a very straightforward win for Colorado for the most part. Um and any successful road trip. Yeah, that's no true. matter what. We said we said pregame that how this game turned out would decide how how good the road trip was, if it was a success or not. And successful road trip, because now tomorrow night. It, it, we've talked about it. It's a scheduled loss. You don't. You don't care if you lose. I'll that say game. it's it's house money. If you if you win the game, you feel extremely good about yeah. this trip. If you <laughs> lose, you, you win. You win tomorrow, and you're on a five game winning tree, uh, winning streak. And you're talking about, are we losing a game before this All Star break? Right. I was gonna say you win. You win tomorrow, and it's just this. This isn't a fantastic trip. And if you lose. You lost to a Kraken team that's on an absolute heater right now. Timeout, Jake. On the second night of a back-to-back. Timeout, anime. Yo, it's five minutes. I mean, we're at the end anyway. Give him, hit him with it. Hit him with the five-minute timeout. Yeah. I just wanted to that Don't ban him. School. Just time him out. A little more. No, that's fine then. Don't worry about it. We're just it's, giving him it's shit. It's now too much work. Yeah. Too much work. Uh... Did I get final thoughts from you too? I'm a little out of it at this point. Let's go home, dude. Brad Hunt rules. Brad Hunt rules. Confirm Brad Hunt is sick. <laughs> Not like this. So are we. Not like this. But Megan, shout goodbye again and we'll leave. Goodbye.